The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Get It Done Sports Radio with your host, Karif Bird. Our program is an inside look at the total high school athlete and the college recruiting process. And we'll give you a better understanding of who Get It Done Sports is and how we produce a new generation of athletes today. Now, here's your host, Kareem Bird. Welcome to Get It Done Sports Radio here. I'm your host, Kareem Bird, uh, founder and head trainer of Get It Done Sports Training, the foremost in all your speed, agility, strength, conditioning, and recruiting needs. Today, we have a very wonderful guest. I know I usually say special guest. We have a wonderful guest today, and he is a very special guest, a really good friend of mine. Um, today, we're going to talk about drugging in sports. In recent years, drugs and supplementation have become a huge part of sports, specifically among young athletes. Today, we want to touch on that, and today we have Dr. Bill Beecham, head of the Olympic Committee and Banned Substances and consultant for professional and amateur sports teams across the country in the studio to discuss the epidemic and the current day pressures on young athletes to be the best they can be at all costs. Dr. Beecham, how are you doing today, sir? We're doing terrific today, Karif. We're at 100 days until opening day ceremonies in Sochi, Russia. So oh. the Olympic flags will be flying and Sochi we all hope are, is ready for us. <laughs> uh, Dr. Beecham, I again want to thank you for coming by. Uh, one of the things that, and something that I dealt with when I was playing, not myself personally, but guys that were looking to do whatever they could to be the best, whether it meant training extra hard, getting extra work, uh, hiring trainers such as myself, which I was obviously wasn't a trainer back then, but trainers such as myself to help them out, and then a little bit of side thing things to do you know supplementation Mm -hmm. and in some cases drugs Mm -hmm. you're out there you you see a lot of different things you know with olympic athletes professional athletes and you're one of the consultants for the u.s olympic committee Mm -hmm. what are some of the problems that you see well we're we're all looking for our 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 top performers yes sir and how do you get to those top levels those elite levels of performance and when you look at ergo, ergogenic stuff, enhancing exercise performance, you're really looking at weight training. Yes, sir. So we're, we're picking up weights, and we're looking at psychological, the psycho-neurolinguistic training. How do you work between your ears, and then, it, and then it translates into your heart, and then it translates into your muscles, and it translates into your entire body? So the motivational part of performance is huge is absolutely huge. The next part is, is, is physiological, and that comes under the heading sometimes of blood doping and how to get more red blood cells into that system, how to uh, really activate uh, the muscles that are in your system and, and give them 
give them that stamina to go along strong a, a long time. And then that's what got uh, Lance Armstrong. It became popular with Lance Armstrong, the blood doping. That's it, that's exactly yes. correct. Yes. And he, by the way, he has come forward. True. As we true. All know. Yes, yes. Okay. So we're not violating any confidentiality yeah. here. Uh, the other part is pharmacological, and that's anabolic androgenic steroids. And um, we certainly are on the hunt for those and how we test for those, how we educate, and how athletes can, can utilize those particular chemicals and not even know it because they're using supplements that have been contaminated in the process or have those anabolic androgenics have been put into those supplements and they're not even listed on the labels. So the next part then in terms of uh, enhancing exercise performance certainly comes under the heading of nutritional. So what are all the different kinds of foods out there? What are the different herbs that are out there? And uh, vitamins, minerals, everything that we need in order to function at a very high level. So those are the, those are the areas we really, we really function and we focus in on. When you when you're talking to young athletes, let's mm-hmm. say, and I mean young athletes, I'm saying high school age kids, because yes. it's not so much of an issue, and it could be as far as with youth mm-hmm. athletes from you know eight to fourteen. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, who would have thought that it would have been a such problem for high school athletes up until about maybe ten years ago? What are some of the big problems you see with high school kids? Oh, it's uh, it's amazing. In fact, uh, a week a week and a half ago, I did a a conference in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Area with athletic directors, trainers, uh, coaches, uh, health teachers, science teachers, et cetera, et cetera, on on all of these particular kinds of supplements that might be out there that can be contaminated or uh, the things that are not listed on the label within those supplements, along with uh, some of our new research and our new research around performance-enhancing drugs in a youth culture. Uh, when you look at the number of Californians that represented the United States of America last year in London, we, there, were, there were 530 athletes that represented the U.S. last year. And uh, 261 of them were females. First time ever we had more female athletes representing the United States than male athletes at an Olympic Games. So we had 530, and California produced 128 of those athletes. And out of those 128... 82 of them came from Southern California in this in, in our particular area here. So we're a hotbed. We are a hotbed of athleticism. And uh, you see it everywhere. Where, wherever you go within our communities, you see kids participating in soccer, football, basketball, baseball, tennis, uh, snowboarding. I mean, we, we, we got it all right here. And uh, we have the we have some of the world's best coaches right here. We have uh, access, actually, to too many different kinds of chemicals. When, when we have um, Mexico, which is just across the border, probably an hour and a half from Orange County, uh, that uh, has all different kinds of supplements. They have all different kinds of anabolic androgenics that you can buy in almost bulk form. It's not, not illegal. So it, it causes a major issue within our, within, our, within our particular culture because kids see, kids see their major role models. If you want to be a professional football player and you see professional football players out there and you see them in the, in the news and all of a sudden they've been popped for an anabolic androgenic or some other kind of banned substance. And we're seeing that all the time. And uh, they, they see that this is what they got by doing that. 
So I need to do that in order to compete and make it to that level. So our last big study was a Blue Cross Blue Shield study, and uh, they found that there's a, a, between 12 and 17-year-olds here in the U.S., a, almost a million kids using performance-enhancing drugs. Wow. Now, uh, it's a million kids. It sounds like a whole lot. It's a very small in terms of percentage of kids that are out there. When you're looking at males, you're running about 5%, and females about 3% at a particular high school. So it's a, it's a very small percentage, but we're talking a million kids here. And um, uh, so every day we're working on this. And um, the supplement is, industry is not helping us. They're not helping us right now. When we've got uh, 1,500 supplement manufacturers here in the United States, and only, only about 35, 35 of them have been specifically <laughs> well, – how, how can I say that? The FDA has gone into these particular manufacturers and certified them as, okay, we're good here. You're not good there. But that's only 35 of them out of 1,500. So you have all of these different manufacturers that are manufacturing these supplements that can be contaminated, that can be um, uh, infused with anabolic androgenics, but they're not listed on the labels. That is huge to our population because we have kids going into all the different kinds of... The GNCs. The, the GNCs, the shops, yeah. yeah, all the different supplement stores. And they're, they're looking at the labels. They're looking at, oh, this is pure. This is guaranteed. This is all... And, and, and in our work, you don't trust anything because you're ultimately responsible for what you put into your body, not the supplement industry, not your, even your coach, not even your parent. You are ultimately responsible for what goes into that system. So that's where the bottom line stops, okay? And so we're trying to educate our athletes and educate our parents because parents, when they get into the realm of private coaches, when they get into the realm of travel teams, uh, we don't really have any control whatsoever over the coaching industry. So many of them may not be certified. Many of them may not be fingerprinted. Many of them may not even, they may not even be safe to be with our kids. In the high school setting, we have a, a captive audience where coaches are certified. Coaches have been checked, background checks. They're, they're credentialed, et cetera, et cetera. So, they're, they're kind of a captive audience. And we say, okay, we're going to do a workshop. They go to the workshop. And uh, from those workshops, they learn about all of this kind of stuff. And uh, that's, what, that's where we were educating them last week in, in terms of what's happening out there in the youth population and then what's happening out there in the professional population. So sometimes they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't jive too well. The International Olympic Committee just finished a study with 240 over-the-counter supplements taken from stores here in the United States. The findings were 18, 18% of those chemical, those supplements that were found were, were tainted. They were contaminated. So if we have an athlete that's, just say, let's just say they're in Wyoming, and they're picking up stuff in their local stores, or they're going on the Internet, I can go on the Internet, internet do a Google search, buy anabolic androgenic steroids, a million different websites will come up. I'm serious. You, you, can, you can go, please go Google it and see what happens. And you'll get 
in enormous amounts of, of websites that will mail stuff to you. So we, we, we've got to be really uh, careful, and uh, we, have to, we have to take a look at our kids and look at where they're going, what their goals are, what their aspirations are, et cetera, et cetera. The other piece is that we've got an adolescent, a young person's brain that is totally different than an adult brain. And uh, when you look at the prefrontal cortex, this is the part of the brain that's in the front part that separates us from animals. The old part of the brain, which is about two-thirds, I'm hungry, I eat. I'm tired, I go to sleep. I have to go potty, I go potty. Uh, Those kinds of basic kinds of instinctual things. The prefrontal cortex really starts to kick in uh, at about 11, 12 years old. And it's your executive function center. It's where you make choices between what's right and what's wrong. It's where we, we really begin to develop socialization skills. We develop our emotional control. We develop all those things that really separate us from the animal population. So a human brain at about the age of 22, 23, their prefrontal cortex organically is fully developed, somewhere right in that area. So you have this time from about 11, 12 years old to about 22, 23 that this prefrontal cortex has to grow. And uh, what we're finding is that you, you start using particular kinds of drugs, whether they're anabolic, androgenic, street drugs, uh, alcohol, marijuana, those kinds of drugs, w- which really curtails the development of that prefrontal cortex. So uh, I'll give you an example. Prefrontal cortex, about 30 to 33% of the human brain at about 25 years old, okay? A a horse, about 14% prefrontal cortex. They're pretty smart. They can do a lot of things. Uh, Dogs, about 9%. They know their names. We can train them. They they can do lots of tricks, etc. Cats, 4% prefrontal cortex. They don't even know their name. (laughs) They know your voice. They know that you'll coddle them. They know that you'll feed them. But it is, it is really the thing that separates us from, from animals. So we've got to really take really good care of that prefrontal cortex. So uh, the newest steroid alerts we have, um, I have a list of them actually. Uh, Anabolic Extreme, which is a supplement now banned and taken off the shelves. Superdol, banned substance, taken off the shelves. Uh, Legal Gear, Taken off the shelves, X creatine taken off the, uh, the the store shelves, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, just in the last month and a half, a GNC uh, has taken off. They're supposed to take off of their sh- their their shelves uh, DMAA, which is a banned stimulant, but it's not listed on very particular kinds of products. Like uh, let's see, Oxy Elite Pro. That's now taken off the shelves just in the last month and a half. Uh, Jack 3D taken off the shelves because they had chemicals in it that were contaminants that are not listed on the labels that are anabolic androgenic. What a lot of kids, uh, uh, athletes in general too, don't understand is that you can build muscle mass. We know how to do, we know how to do that. And if you don't build uh, corresponding connective tissue, Ligaments, cartilage, at the same rate you build muscle mass, you're going to tear it out. That's where we get a whole lot of injuries. We get blown out knees. We get blown out hips. 
we get blown out shoulders because the connective tissue can't handle the muscle mass that's, mass that's pulling on it. So you're going to see a lot of injuries, especially at the elite level, because they're pushing every single envelope they can push. And um, we, we're trying to keep an even playing field here for everybody. That's what keeps the integrity of sport intact. Let me ask you a question. When you have young people that take, you know, performance-enhancing drugs, I think the misconception is for some people is that if I take this, this is going to make me the best ever, or this is going to make me better mm-hmm. than my competition. And I think the mistake that people realize is you still have to work. Can you give us how steroids work, how they can help you? So that young people understand just because I think that, especially in society, I think the misconception mm-hmm. is, well, Barry Bonds, he hit the home runs because uh-huh. he, he was taking steroids. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, he still has to work out. He still has to oh, eat right because have. those things don't work for you if you don't. And I'm not condoning this when I say this, oh, of course. but I think the misconception is that people feel that, oh, well, just because he took that, that is the reason why he was able to do the things he does. You know, if you woke up one morning and started taking these, uh, actually nothing would change <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you were working your tail off. And we have a very basic philosophy, uh, Karif, and the Karif is uh, we, we don't really believe in luck. We believe in magic. Yes, sir. But if you define luck as labor utilizing correct knowledge, that's when we can talk. Labor means you're working your tail off every single moment of your of your day. And the, the, when we look at what it takes to become an elite athlete, you're looking at about, about 10,000 hours, which translates into about 10 years, which translates into about three hours a day, every single day, for about 10 years in your particular venue. So when we look at the Olympics, the Olympics are not every four years. They're every day. <laughs> because if you're not doing what you need to be doing to get to that particular goal today, you're not going to get there. And it's a very small percentage you do. And the percentage who make it into the professional level is, is astronomically small. But I never take away a kid's dream. I know, uh, No, you don't ever do that. And uh, we want them to have those dreams. And we want them to work hard. There's another concept we have. It's called Kanai, C-A-N-I, constant and never-ending improvement. It's like watching the grass grow. You don't see it, but all of a sudden you have to mow the lawn, you know? And this is where kids want that immediate gratification. They're impulsive. That's prefrontal cortex stuff. They're impulsive. They're spontaneous. They want it now. and, And they've got to be able to extend it out. Do you feel, uh, with young people, do you feel like maybe the media has enhanced kids wanting to, to take drugs or performance-enhancing drugs is a better way to put it? Do you feel like the media has played a role in that? I think the media plays uh, a huge role in everything that we do. It, it, it plays the role of, of this is what you want to see this weekend because we're going to advertise on, in the movies, this is what we want you to buy because it works. This is what we want you to be aware of. So it's constant. So when we, when kids, when 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 kids see performance levels that are absolutely incredible, they want to be there, and we want them to be there. 
We just want them to be able to be uh, legal in order to do that. We got to take a little bit of a break. Uh, Aaron Brown has just joined us in the studio. Uh, Dr. Beecher mentioned a few seconds ago uh, that in the last Olympics, we were represented more by women from yeah. the United States than in the, uh, than we have more than we have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask him a question about that. Does he have more problems with women and drugs or men? The answer might surprise you. Get it done sports. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports Let's do it. get it done sports is one of the top sporting event facilitators and athletic trainers in the country get it done sports works with athletes to become the best they can be through speed agility and weight training as well as junior high and high school football camps get it done sports provides an environment that fosters teamwork discipline responsibility respect family values and of course hard work with specialized instruction and programs low athlete to coach ratios and an encouraging learning environment every athlete gets the level of attention required to improve their skills at get it done sports our objective is to develop the next generation of leaders citizens and athletes who will become the role models in our communities for more information about get it done sports training and football camps please go to www.getitdonesports.com in life there are those who make excuses and those who get it done you only live once get it done hi i'm ed krell ceo of destination maternity we proudly support the march of dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth the numbers have gone down in the past five years but still nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the united states each year We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are tuned in to Get It Done Sports Radio with Karif Bird. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Please call in to 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to info at getitdonesportsradio.com. Now, back to the show. We're back. Uh, thank you for staying tuned in. We're here with Dr. Bill Beecham, uh, internationally known consultant on substance abuse issues, specifically performance enhancing drugs. Dr. Bill Beecham, before we left, uh, I, I, I touched on something about male and females, and I think most people feel that this is a male issue, true or not true. It's an equal gender issue right now. 
And where we have very high-performing male athletes, we have very high-performing female athletes. And Title IX, it's taken, it's taken a generation for Title IX to really kick in uh, in terms of equal access for sports for females as for males. So what we're looking now at the, is, the, is, is the effects really of Title IX over a period of about a generation. So we have, we have equal numbers of, of female athletes, equal number of male athletes who are striving to be elite. So you're going to get equal numbers of users of different kinds of substances. And wh- what I really want to take a look at here, too, is, is the effects on males and the effects on, on females. Because people only see kind of the, the upside of it. There's the risk factors are dramatic in terms of anabolic androgenic steroids on both males and females. So if you look at males, we, we I don't lie to people. There are benefits, and the the benefits are bone strength. We can build bone strength. We can build um, muscle tissue and muscle uh, fiber. We can uh, increase uh, red blood cells and. Um, uh, and we can have faster recovery. So when you look at that, you go, wow, I need, I need all of that for my, for my performance stuff. Then you have to take a look at the risk factors involved with this. Because in males, and specifically in the developing adolescent male, you get sterility, which is uh, reversible after you stop using. It, sterility doesn't stay there. It's not permanent, Okay. Uh, you have acne, which is which is a pitted acne because anabolic androgenics have a have a, have, have an acidic oil quality to them, and then when they come out of your 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 pores, they can eat the skin around. If you're if you're prone to pimples and acne anyway, and most adolescents are, it can be very toxic to them. So they get a pitted acne where they the skin gets uh, gets eaten kind of around that area. Then you have bone fusion, and the bone fusion is if you have a 14-year-old who starts using these kinds of chemicals, it tricks the brain into thinking it does not have to produce those anymore, so it stops. It stops the grow, the bone growth at, at, your, at, at very specific parts of your body in terms of, of where you grow and how you're supposed to grow normally. Then you look at uh, males that have shrunken testicles. And that, that, uh, that's kind of a big deal for a lot of guys. Uh, <laughs> with anabolic androgenics, uh, they end up being the size of about a peanut. So, uh, so particular kinds of people will take another kind of chemical like human chorionic gonadotropin to help n- that not set in. So that's a banned substance, by the way, you, because it, the only reason you would use that is because of that. Okay, and um, uh, the, that's a permanent state. That does not change once you stop. They stay at that at that level. So it becomes a, a psychological issue for a guy. <laughs> it becomes an emotional issue for a guy, uh, etc. And for his wife. Uh, hair loss. Hair loss is a permanent factor, also in anabolic androgen. It doesn't come out like one strand at a time. It comes out in clumps. Almost like if you were on chemotherapy for any number of cancers that are out there and you start to lose your hair, it comes out in clumps. But what happens in chemotherapy is that it, more often than not, it comes back. We're really beginning to see how to, how to make that work. With anabolic androgenics, it doesn't come back. It kills those hair follicles, which is just the opposite from 
from females. They can get male pattern baldness on the head, but they'll develop hair follicles in different parts of their body, on their face, just like a male. Uh, not cute, by the way. Not uh-huh. cute. When we've got a mustache coming in here and a goatee, <laughs> uh, we—that's kind of a red flag, you know. We better we, be, we 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 better check this out. And the other piece, I've got a whole list of these things, and we don't have time for the whole list. But what happens uh, is the addiction process. Now, that's one of my specialties. I work with drug addicts. I work with alcoholics in treatment, kids and adults, inpatient, outpatient, etc. And the addiction process to anabolic androgenic steroids is really quite fast. Is really quite fast. And um, when, but are, are they addicted to the drug itself or the results? Both. Oh. See, uh, well, what happens is that you get physiologically addicted to it because once you withdraw that particular chemical from the body, you go into withdrawals. You go into detoxification. And the, the withdrawal from, from anabolic androgenics is a severe depression. Because you've messed with the chemicals in your brain, dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, norepinephrine, and you get very depressed. So you have a suicide uh, ideation, you have uh, maybe even a suicide attempt, and you have a mania that goes along with that. So we, we've, we've got we've to really get a handle on some of this because when you have a, a, a population that's using very powerful brain-changing and body-changing chemicals, they don't understand the ramifications of that. And there's so, many, there's so many ways to go about training naturally to get the most out of your system without those kinds of risk factors, but a huge upside. And uh, that's, where, that's where we're really heading here, is moving people to the upside of nutrition, moving people to the upside of training, moving people to the upside of psycho-neurolinguistic training in terms of how you talk to yourself and getting rid of the ants. You know the ants that we all have? Not your aunt and uncle. Yes. Your ants <laughs> are your automatic negative thoughts, which go right into your muscle performance. Once you start having a negative thought, your performance levels go, will go down pretty dramatically. We've, we've tested it you know, for the last 25 years in terms of how your thinking affects your ability to perform. So uh, giving kids these kinds of skills and, and also just uh, and professional athletes. Because when, you, when you're a professional athlete, you're actually going to fail a whole lot more than you are going to win. So it's how then you deal with that, that, mm-hmm. that sense of, I can't, I can't win. That's a tough one. So, Bill, I have a question. Um, As a parent, you know, you're talking about children. You're talking about kids that are not adults at this point. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's all about information and education. So you always give the, the, the people who are in, who are, um, you know, in charge of helping your children, their Mm -hmm. coaches, you know, you give them as much, you know, opportunity for them to mold your children as you do as a parent, you know, because you're not an expert in that sport Mm -hmm. and you hope and trust that they're doing the right thing for your child. Um, How do you go about with your programs? How do you educate and inform um, coaches and parents on, on this? And I know you said you just spoke to some, um, some folks up in in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. How, how does a parent on a day-to-day basis educate themselves? 
How do we know? Uh, becoming as uh, certainly as informed as you possibly can. And that's, uh, I, I do a program called STAR, Student Athletes at Risk, which has a, uh, uh, a large parental component to it. So they can help guide their sons and daughters uh, on the right track here. And if you take the acronym, if you take the acronym of parents, the P is be as positive as you possibly can because kids are going to get all kinds of negative messages every single day simply because they're adolescents and they're young and uh, kids tease other kids and they can be brutal and cruel. Uh, so you've got to balance off. In fact, you have to have almost seven to eight positives with your son or daughter before you can ever do a critical kind of negative corrective mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing so teaching them the, the skills in terms of being being positive and how how to do that on a daily basis being aware so awareness with your son or daughter is there's an external awareness who their friends are there's an external awareness how are they doing in school do you know their teachers do you know the parents of their uh, of your sons or daughters friends do you are you aware of the community that you live in how how difficult or how easy is your community when we've got some kids that have to go through very difficult ne- neighborhoods just to get to school just to get to school mm-hmm. and they're confronted with all this stuff all day mm-hmm. uh, so you have an external awareness of what's going on in your in your son's and daughter's life then you have an internal awareness the internal awareness is your intuition how are things going with you? What's happening in your life that you that that you can just talk about? You know, the good things and sometimes the difficult things because we have to help them navigate both sides of that. That's our job as parents is to help them navigate both the fun part of life but also more even more importantly the negative the difficult parts of growing up and being an adult too. So there's an external awareness and there's an internal awareness. The, the R in parent is respect and having total respect for your son or daughter with the caveat, we, we, we respect you and uh, we're going to stay involved. Mm-hmm. And we're going we're gonna, to we're, we're, we're gonna be vigilant on your development. Okay? The, the E is empathy. <laughs> Being empathic. Um, if your son or daughter is 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old, how, how were you when you were that old? Who were your friends? What were you trying to navigate? And how difficult that really was? Because most of us, most of us repress those. Mm-hmm. Those, are some of, those are hard times. I don't want to talk about it. Or that was difficult and move on. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, so being empathic means being, uh, putting yourself in their position on how tough it is. It's tough to win out there in the world. It really is. I don't care what you do. And it's a lot more tough these days than it was 20 years ago. It's, it, it is even more tough today because the competitive, the competition levels are at such a high level. Even in Little League. Right. Even in Pop Warner. Even in tennis where you, you're, you're a 12 and under. The, the com- competition levels are extremely high. So they're under... They're under a lot of stress, and they're under a lot of pressure. You need to be that safe haven where they come home or they come in after a, a game or something like that, and you're there for them. And that's, that comes into, we do a lot of, lot of work in terms of mindfulness, being present. 
So, Karif, you're right here in front of me right now. Yes, we're three feet away from each other, and we're looking at each other, and we're mindful of each other's nonverbal communication. We're mindful of our of of who we are, and I'm mindful of of how you're interacting with me right now. So, I'm present. I'm not thinking about something else out there in the world. I'm not thinking about all those other people, mm-hmm. et cetera. We're here. We're present. The, one of the most important things a parent can, can give their child is their presence. The most important thing a coach can give their athlete is their presence. Because you're the most important people in their life. You're the most impactful you can guide them along areas that they know nothing about. So th- the empathic part is huge. And then the other part is, is the in, is the no. How do you say no to your son or daughter in, in terms of guiding them down the right path? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and establishing the amount of positives. So when you, when you withdraw from the, the tank, you have enough in there to where you don't go bankrupt. Or mm-hmm. the car doesn't stop. There's still a lot of reserves in there. Uh, the T is is trust. It is. It, it, we're we're adults in here. We know that it's probably the most significant part of life. The first part is 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 trusting yourself. The second part is: Am I trustworthy to others? So. That that's probably a parent's kind of legacy. Mm-hmm. Are you consistent, mom or dad, or whoever your caretaker is? Uh, are you caring? Are you kind? Are you committed? All of those kinds of things develop trust and security. Because the last one in parent is the S. Parents is safety. Are you physically safe in their environment? We have a lot of kids that come from very difficult homes, and they're not safe physically. They're not safe psychologically, and they're not safe emotionally. So when you establish those three areas in terms of safety in someone's life, they blossom. They grow like crazy because they don't have all this baggage that they pull in every single day. So uh, you asked about parents. There you go. Right, but I would imagine that with that, there's a breakdown because each one of those are um, something that every child should have, but most maybe don't. Um, And so I would imagine that maybe that's where the drugs come in. That's where the self-esteem issues come in, Mm -hmm. um, the performance issues. You've got parents that are overzealous, Mm -hmm. so they're not being that. They're not being empathetic. They're actually going the opposite direction and, and driving and. And uh, pounding into them that they need to win. So I think there's obviously the opposite of that, which is unfortunate, but I think reality for a lot of kids. Well, we all try to aspire to a greater greater level, right? <laughs> and, uh, and and there are the, there are those times when we all regress, mm-hmm. and then we we have to say, "I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I was too whatever it is I was," and that's the most difficult thing for most parents. Uh, the other thing is that we have all these kids that are already elite athletes in their own age groups, and the parents now are are living their life through them. Oh yeah, we see that. A lot. Yeah, and um, and then all of a sudden we get a kid now who's an elite athlete, twelve year old, twelve and unders, fourteen and unders, sixteen and unders, and now they don't want to compete anymore. 
you know, you mentioned that, and that was actually going to be a question of mine. We got about thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Do you think parents play a role in kids in performance enhancing drugs indirectly? Oh indirectly. no, I, I I have examples of parents giving their kids stuff that the kids don't even know they're being given. Oh boy. Well, that's, yeah. not that's directly, but that's it, directly. But, but indirectly, do you feel like parents? Do? Because sometimes I don't think people realize sometimes the things they say and things they do can influence kids to do certain things. Oh yeah, you do what you have to do to win, or don't come home. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to be sitting in the sands to watch a loser. We could, you know, we could go down a real legacy of very negative stuff. The kids can't handle that prefrontal cortex yet. <laughs> We got to take a break. Uh, Dr. Bill Beecham, internationally known consultant on substance abuse issues. Uh, I'm Karif Bird. She's Aaron Brown. We're going to take about a minute break. We'll be right back. We want to ask Dr. Beecham about a couple of things. He, he had mentioned some things we can take that are natural. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Don't go away. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Let's do it. Get It Done Sports is one of the top sporting event facilitators and athletic trainers in the country. Get It Done Sports works with athletes to become the best they can be through speed, agility, and weight training, as well as junior high and high school football camps. Get It Done Sports provides an environment that fosters teamwork, discipline, responsibility, respect, family values, and, of course, hard work. With specialized instruction and programs, low athlete-to-coach ratios, and an encouraging learning environment, every athlete gets the level of attention required to improve their skills. At Get It Done Sports, our objective is to develop the next generation of leaders, citizens, and athletes who will become the role models in our communities. For more information about Get It Done Sports training and football camps, please go to www.getitdonesports.com. In life, there are those who make excuses and those who get it done. You only live once. Get it done. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are tuned in to Get It Done Sports Radio with Karif Bird. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Please call in to 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to info at getitdonesportsradio.com. Now, back to the show. We're back. Uh, we got Dr. Bill Beecham, uh, Aaron Brown's in the studio. I'm your host, Karif Bird. 
we, we, we touched on uh, performance enhancing. It's pretty much what we've been talking about the past uh, 40 minutes or so. But there are some things that young people do and adults do that actually decline or decrease our performance. And, and Dr. Bill Beecham had touched on that during the break that he wanted to go into that. So I think it's a great idea. Uh, Dr. Beecham. Thanks again, Karif. Uh, one of the things I did want to mention is that uh, there's a website that we recommend uh, to uh, parents. We recommend it to our athletes that are out there. It's called uspverified.org. Uspverified.org. It's where you can go on a website and kind of check out a supplement and that sort of thing. And uh, it's been tested there. And that uh, she usually provides really good guidance. Okay, the 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 whole issue around uh, around performance is about central nervous system. Get your brain ready. Get your body ready. You mess with your brain. You mess with your performance. And uh, we have some uh, we have some new research out on the two most significant chemicals by actually young people and also elite athletes that they don't even know about. And it's the effects of alcohol on performance, the effects of marijuana on performance, and it's not just immediate. It can be days and days and days and days. So our newest, our, our newest research, drinking alcohol to intoxic- intoxication, what we're looking at here for a female is about four ounces of alcohol consumed within about a two-hour block of time. That will negate... That will negate up to about 14 days of training, which reduces your amount of training effect for a significant amount of time. Uh, Training hormones are diminished for up to 96 hours for both males and females. When we think of hormones, we almost uh, always think of females. Wrong. Uh, Males have hormones, too. One of the biggest ones we have is testosterone. And testosterone levels are dramatically affected by alcohol intake in terms of a negative direction. So if you're, if you're drinking four to five ounces, which, by the way, quantifies it as a binge use, you take four beers, 12-ounce cans here in the United States, that's four ounces of ethyl alcohol. You take three and a half ounces of wine, uh, that's one ounce of ethyl alcohol. You take a shot glass of Jack Daniels, that's one ounce of ethyl alcohol, okay? So if you had four of those consumed within about a two-hour block of time, that's considered a binge use. And that binge use translates into your body in terms of a negative performance of about 11.4% for the next 24 to 48 hours. So let's take a... Let's take a kid that's, let's say, 17 years old, football player, Friday night. They have a Saturday night game. They go out and they drink. Their performance levels will drop about 12% on that next performance, which is the next 24 hours to 48 hours. So if you're now going to compete with someone at, at a 12% less than what your potential is, they, they can also go to another level where adrenaline can kick in for them and take them to a higher level of performance of about 12%. So you can have a 24% change in performance levels by individuals. It's huge. It's absolutely, I mean, it's the difference between winning and losing, if you want to put it in black and white terms, okay? So uh, 
that that alcohol consumption affects performance levels dramatically, not just when you're using, but for a time and time and time and time and time again. Uh, muscle protein synthesis changes with alcohol uh, consumption. It's also a dehydration chemical. So it dehydrates the body. It dehydrates your cells, which gives you energy, which gives you oxygen, which gives you moisture. Okay? Um, vitamin D deficiency comes in uh, with, with alcohol consumption and vitamin B. So you're reducing the, 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 the critical vitamins of your performance just through consumption of alcohol. So uh, in our underage drinking campaigns that are out there, this is a huge one uh, in terms of affecting an, a, a, an adolescent's thinking about they want to perform at the highest level, they want to be able to win, they want to be able to get a scholarship, they want all that stuff goes in their mind and it really juggles around in there. So if I go out drinking, that's going to sabotage it. So it changes behavior when you have hopefully enough information uh, to change that behavior. So that's, 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 that's just some of the stuff. The other thing is that if you get caught drinking as an adolescent uh, on a high school team, it can affect your ability to get a scholarship. Absolutely. Very quickly. So uh, there's, a, there's that other piece of motivation, hopefully. Now, the other piece um, is that in, alcohol does not help you sleep. Alcohol may assist you in getting to sleep. It does not help you with REM sleep. Rapid eye movement. R- rapid eye movement is when you produce testosterone in your body. Now, we all know that testosterone is the biggest anabolic androgenic that's out there. It is. That's the key, is testosterone levels. And if you don't go into REM state, then you don't produce testosterone. So let's just say a uh, kid now has game Friday night. They win the game. Then they go out and they go drinking. They fall asleep real fast because they're exhausted, okay? But they don't go into REM. It blocks REM sleep. So if you don't go into REM, then you don't get the recovery from all of that physical exertion that you had during, during a contest, during a game. So the recovery process then is much longer. Not good. Not good. So if you're not producing testosterone, you're not getting the most benefit from your natural testosterone production both males and females by the way this is not gender related because females produce testosterone levels also what we find with males who drink is that their testosterone levels can go down like where a female is at their optimum in terms of testosterone production or less than that so that's a pretty big deal in terms of performance. And Bill, is that for just um, teenagers or we're talking about anyone, adults no, anyone. and or? Okay. No, that, uh, we have studies that, that have adolescent studies and then we have studies that have specifically adult studies. And that. are those similar? Yeah, very similar. Okay. Very similar. So this is where we get into the whole aspect of performance in terms of sleep. You have to sleep. You have to sleep really well. And for most athletes, getting ready for a big performance, they can get jacked up. They can, mm-hmm. but just anticipating, getting ready, you know, building up, building up the, the thought process, and then they don't sleep well. The performance levels drop pretty dramatically. So we're, what, what we're looking at here now is a whole process of developing 
the best athlete in terms of performance that we can. So sleep, nutrition, uh, some supplements that could possibly help. Let me give you one other example. We have um, creatine, which is massively used by, by young people and NCAA athletes. And creatine levels, what we're finding with that, because we don't, we, we don't really have long-term studies on that True. particular chemicals, yes. uh, but we have one that's about five years now in, into the making. What we find is that it doesn't make you stronger. Kids think it, it makes you stronger. Young people do. Because what it does is, a, is that it bulks up actually water. Yeah, water weight. So yeah. you get intercellular swelling. You don't get muscle mass. You think you are getting stronger. You are not getting stronger. That intercellular swelling can also cut off veins and arteries because you have cells then that, that swell and then they press against each other so the veins and arteries can't transport blood. They don't, they don't work well that way. Then you have a, a massive problem with, with blood flow to your extenders. Fingers, hands, arms, legs, toes, etc. So you can have a shutdown. And uh, we've, had, we've had actually too many cases of that. And the creatine that you buy out there in bulk, I wouldn't trust it for a minute. <laughs> so, so what are some of the things, we got about three minutes here, what are some of the things, like natural things that young people can take that aren't, that aren't so bad? Maybe some natural foods uh, they can get some results from. Okay, if I could tell every adolescent and every, every athlete that's out there, one thing that I would say, take this out of your, your environment. Every energy drink that's out there, it's a misnomer. Uh, when they have high levels of caffeine, high levels of taurine, high levels of guarana, they're not, they're not regulated by the FDA. They don't have to prove anything, and they can put in enormous amounts of those particular chemicals, which may only have an effect of about 5 to 15 feet in terms of a, of a performance, a blasting out, okay? And they're very dehydrating. Kid that drinks a, a – let me see. I don't want to use – kid that drinks an energy drink that's on the stands today, that lots of them do, their, their dehydration – happens with, within about three minutes of utilizing that particular chemical. So water is one of the best, okay? Just straight water. But most waters that are bottled right now don't have much sodium. So you have to be careful about your water con- intake. So you need sodium, okay? So a water that has uh, a sodium content, very good, okay? Chocolate milk, really, really good. And we have deep, dark chocolate along with, uh, along with milk in and of itself. That's one of the best recovery drinks that you can possibly drink out there. And it's cheap. Okay? Uh, third would be, well, some of the research is coming out better on coconut water. We're, we're, we're getting better results from particular kinds of coconut waters. Now, there's some, some that are out there that are not. They're just commercial Coconut waters are not really very good, but we have some that are really good. But as you go down the scale in terms of performance, of water is certainly one of the best. Chocolate milk, both recovery and prior to, but not too much. Because it can be, if you're lactose intolerant, you can have problems with that. So, um, Balanced diets. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a certified nutritionist. 
but a, a, a balanced diet for a kid is that they've got to have a really good breakfast. I don't care what they say. I don't like breakfast. I don't want to do breakfast. But you start the day off with that energy booster. And the energy booster are, in terms of eggs, very good, very good for you. Uh, chocolate milk, which would be very good for you. Um, Not coffee. Car- uh, Not coffee. Coffee is uh, not for not not for a young kid. Yeah, we don't we don't recommend that uh, for adults. Uh, two cups of coffee, regular coffee, and I'm not talking espresso during the day is probably fine. That's a good thing. Uh, once you move past that, then you get some of the negative pieces of caffeine. Okay. Um, there you go. Well, Doctor Beecham, you have been very informative this morning. I want to thank you again for coming by. Um, is there a website that people can go and email? Well, people can email you because I'm sure you're going to get a lot of questions. From well, uh, uh, there, is a, there is a website. It's called drbeecham.com. It's very easy. D-R-D, as in David, Dr. D-R Beecham, B-E-A-C-H-A-M.com. And there's information on some of the stuff that I do in there along with the STAR program and some nutritional advice, some guidance in there. Um, we're finding, look, creep, we're finding that most of the stuff that's out there is, is by the supplement industry and they're advertising. They want you to buy their products. And for the great majority of, of people, they don't do a whole lot. You think they do. That is the placebo. That is the placebo. You think they do. So they do. The more beliefs you have in that direction, the better you will perform. So that's psychological. It is really psychological. Now, uh, multivitamins, I think, for an athlete are really good, but you only take them in liquid form. Do not take pill form as a multivitamin because you lose 90% of it in your stomach trying to break down the pills. Okay? So you take it in liquid form, and you take it with food, so it binds to food in your, in your stomach, and then it's distributed out to connective tissue, to muscles, to cellular membranes, et cetera, et cetera, in its highest form. Dr. Beecham, we are out of time. Uh, We want to thank you again for coming by. Uh, Get It Done Sports Radio. Uh, Get It Done Sports, the foremost in all your athletic performance needs uh, as far as well as recruiting. Uh, Send us an email, uh, info at getitdonesports.com. Visit us on the website, www.getitdonesports.com. He's Dr. Beecham. I'm Kareem Bird. She's Aaron Brown. Stay tuned next week. Same time, same place. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Get It Done Sports Radio featuring host Kareem Bird. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Until then, make it an amazing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.